0: You can be a hot dog extraordinaire, live your passion every day, and have a quote-unquote real job. The man joining me on this podcast exemplifies and lives those notions each and every day. You are now tuned in to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Extraordinary people with extraordinary stories. Sitting down with a hot dog extraordinaire himself, Mike Rudd. Now, Now. on to the Chronicle. Hey everybody, I am your host, Marketing Fun with Mike, aka Mike Rudd, and these are the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles, which are real interviews with real hot dog extraordinaires. They got one goal, to tell their story and to hopefully inspire you and give you some ideas to set out with finding your own hot dog stand, aka a passion or calling in your career, in your life, and launching something that you believe in. If you like this podcast and you want to start hanging out a little bit more in my fun community, head to my website marketingfunwithmike.com and sign up for my newsletter. You get a free PDF of my story guide, Three Hot Dogs Cooked and Served, that give you actionable takeaways to live the life you want. I'm pumped to have Tracy Austin, my friend and coaching, training, recruiting, and leadership and speaking expert, jack of all trades, for Franklin University in Columbus, Ohio. And Tracy has a passion for excellence and strives to help people find their authentic selves. Tracy, welcome to The Chronicles. Thanks, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad you're here, man. Let's jump in. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your story. And how you found a way to live a passion in your life each and every day?
1: All right, uh, I'll give you the short version of my story, Mike, because uh, we don't have 50 years to uh, get my whole story. <laughs> um, so I am originally from uh, Southern Ohio, Chillicothe, Ohio, and I, I've always loved competing and playing sports all of my all of my high school days. You know, football, baseball, basketball. Um, And I remember when everybody was going off to college, I had graduated from high school, everybody was going off to college. So all my friends were leaving. And I said, well, maybe I should go to college. Because I had no idea where to go. I'm a first generation college student. But there was a regional campus of Ohio University right down the street. It's probably a par five from my house. So I said, I might as well go there because all my friends were leaving. Uh, so I went there and also seniors last day of high school, I started working for the Kroger company. So that was my first real job other than summer jobs coaching, um, uh, in, uh, the morning leagues. So I had my first real job at Kroger's. I was a bagger for like two years. Um, and I was going to school at the same time. So, uh, I did that playing around with, doing the Kroger job and going to the the branch campus there. I think it was like five years it took me to get an associate's degree because I just played around hung out with the basketball team and didn't have any direction whatsoever. Um, and I actually remember when I was uh, there at the college I said can I get some kind of associate's degree because I've been here for like five years and the advisor looked at all my credits that I had and all the classes I had taken It's like well you know what you have enough for an associate of science degree. It's like, yes. So I applied, applied for an associate's degree and uh, associate of science degree. Uh, right around that time, I also got a job or a promotion at Kroger working in the deli. And I thought, I'm on the fast track to Kroger management. You know, I'm, I, I'm ready to go and they really like me. And I got in that job for about, I don't know, two years. You know, so I was frying donuts at 3 o'clock in the morning, frying the chicken, you know, decorating the cakes. And I said, man, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. (laughs) So it was at that time I decided I've got to finish my degree. I did some time in the military, came back to Chiller Coffee for just a little bit, and then transferred to Kroger Worthington. Uh, So I was, you know, still working for Kroger's, working in the produce, and I really liked that. And I remember working with someone that said, hey, Trace, I know you're interested in your education. Uh, You should go check out Franklin University because they work with adult students. So I went down uh, to talk to an advisor, and by that time, I had already been to Columbus State taking classes, Ohio State taking classes, and I just needed to finish. Went down, saw an advisor. They saw the credits that I had, and I only needed, like, eight or nine classes to finish a bachelor's degree in business management and human resources and it was around that time that I saw that I was really good at helping people stay motivated, helping people set goals, really being encouraging and that was really where it came into the picture that for me it was about helping people and people always say that all the time I like helping people but that is really what started it all for me was there realizing my strengths were in really helping people develop, encouraging, leading people. Uh, And and that's really where it all started was at Franklin um, in in that regard. Awesome. So, okay. How do you best help people every day then? It's a lot of different things uh, that that go into helping people every day. Uh, For one thing, Um, it's just my attitude, having a positive attitude. As as you know, Mike, you know, I I pick my attitude every day and wear it on my chest. That is what I go into the day. That is my attitude. And every word that I put on my chest every day, it's positive. You'll never see me have a a negative one on there. But it really sets the tone for my entire day. And, And, you know, I've been doing that since 2007. And when I... Because it just really helps me focus. And if I don't wear it, people call me out on it. So I'm known around Franklin and other places. Do you still wear that tag? And I still wear that tag to set the tone uh, for the day. And it's all about being positive for me. It's all and, about being positive.
0: And that tone, by the way, for the listeners, which I'm going to, we'll get a photo of that. Oh, okay. As well. But uh, excited.
1: Yeah, excited is today. Yeah. And
0: I've seen Tracy wear. 50, 75, yeah. different, do you, do you uh, rinse and repeat the words? Yeah, so
1: it's whatever I'm feeling that morning. So whatever I have on my calendar, lately i transitioned to a new job and uh, it's using different skill sets for me, which are good, more instructional design and a lot of detail things that aren't my strengths. But lately I've been picking calm and focused because I've got these projects, these detailed projects to finish up, and I really need to be in that space. I can't be as excited per se, because I'll get lost in everything else that I get excited about. It's like I see a shiny new penny. It's like ooh, 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 I want to do that. Like it's like the um, uh, the Up cartoon movie uh, where Doug the dog says squirrel, and that's what Doug is going after and all the time. Yes, and that's what I do all the time. So. I really have to focus on being calm and focused when some big project comes up.
0: So segueing into, you know, you work with the students and the faculty, Mm -hmm. you're coaching people, you're helping people. What advice do you have for somebody who's trying to to build something in their life from the ground up, whether it's a career, a business, a new position at the company they work for, trying something entirely Mm -hmm. new, whatever it may be?
1: Yeah, um, there's a lot of things that go into that, as you know. But one thing that I've noticed for me is patience. It's really just being patient that you're not going to learn everything right away. You're not going to build everything uh, out of the gate right away. It, it really takes patience uh, as a big part of that. Uh, the other thing that comes to my mind when building anything is being able to adapt. Uh, that's one of my strengths on StrengthFinders and I take a lot of assessments, that's part of who I am, uh, and one of my strengths is being adaptable. So whatever comes up, I'm able to adapt to that environment, no matter what. Uh, so you, in my mind, you have to be adaptable. Uh, the other part is, and, and, and there's, and that's part of Toastmasters, is influence. Being able to influence people. You're a great communicator. You're a great speaker. So you're able to influence people or audiences and not everybody can do that. Not everybody can do that. So uh, it's being patient, being adaptable, uh, be able to influence. And then the other thing is, you know, to set a goal and accomplish that goal. But there's something about accountability, either having an accountability partner or somebody holds hold you accountable or learn to hold yourself accountable for what you say you're going to do. Because as human beings, we don't do that. We don't hold ourselves accountable. So, otherwise you're just spinning your wheels. So, that those are the things that come to my mind. And then also having a mentor. Yeah. Having a mentor, you know, talking to people that are in the business that you want to do. Talk to them. Find out what works and what doesn't work for them. And, you know, take the best of and try to build your brand or your product. By by listening to other people that are doing what you want to do,
0: absolutely. I think I love patience. Yeah, because I think the biggest reason people they just people give up. Yes. Yeah. And this this guy read he writes an unbelievable blog and he's been writing his for seven eight nine years mm-hmm. and he mentioned because I think he reached his. 2000th post or something Mm, mm -hmm. about all the incredible writers and bloggers that he's just been shocked over the years stop writing because I think they get frustrated because they're not going viral or affecting as many people and they don't have the patience or realize like I'm helping people right now. And that's a that, that's a great one, yeah, you know, especially yeah. in this in the world now where everything
1: is yeah immediate yeah this fast food society. So yeah, patience is is really big in my mind, really big. What are a couple practices
0: you would just immediately tell someone to implement in their life to, you know, it, it can be as simple as putting the word of yeah. the name tag yeah. that you do to yeah. start living passionately yeah. more every single. Yeah. That's something I'm real big on right now. It's just. Live passionately. It doesn't yeah. mean quit your job and travel the world. I, it could, depending on what you want to yeah. do.
1: But you, you can start doing that tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. The the first thing that comes to my mind, Mike, is uh, because I, I, it, it has worked for me. It's being grateful. It's really practice being grateful. Um, I, you know, I think some of the things that led me down this path that I'm on right now are... Um, the book "Authentic Happiness" by Dr. Martin Seligman, and the other one that he did is "Flourish." And I've read that. Yes. Yeah. So you know, there's there's these exercises in there about being grateful. There's creating a gra- gratitude journal, uh, create doing a gratitude visit. You're familiar with the gratitude visit, yes. and also the three blessings. You know, so, you know, and I did all those things. I, I sat down with my longtime mentor, it Actually, it was about four or five of them. You know, I had written what I wanted to write, and I visited with them, and I just said, thank you. Thank you for taking me under your wing, whether you knew it or not, but everything that I learned from my mentors, I wanted them to know how much it meant to me. So uh, my... John Matney is another. I'm going to drop some names here because I spent a lot of times with these people. John Matney, uh, who was the program chair at Franklin when I was an undergrad. Uh, Doctor Paul Audy, who was a president of Franklin University. Uh, my mentor Wayne Miller, who is still there. Uh, so those people were very, very key in my life uh, because what I probably didn't have in my childhood were professionals in industry or whatever, you know, parents blue collar and, you know, and that's fine and that's good. But I didn't know what it was like in a professional environment. And those people really helped me a lot in that regard. So number one for me is being grateful and practicing being grateful every day. That's huge for me. Uh, The other thing that ties into that, and I mentioned that, reading books like Authentic Happiness Mm -hmm. and Flourish and Wayne Dyer and Tony Robbins, all those... So much. So all much those stuff. things that are out there and available for people. Um, and, and then the other thing that comes to my mind, and actually I have more than three. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> Let's, write them out, man. <laughs> List them out here. Um, and, and this goes along with Wayne Dyer and Tony Robbins is the self-awareness piece. This personal and professional development. Just this... Real good sense of who I am and being comfortable in my own skin finally after all these years. And and that segues to understanding about that gremlin voice that you've seen me talk about, that inner negative voice, that saboteur, you know, the inner critic, whatever you want to call it, understanding those cognitive distortions that we all have and being able to label what those things are and work through that process and know it's not telling you the truth. It's not telling you the truth. And when I really understood what that gremlin voice was and cognitive distortions, you know, I blossomed because I could label it finally. And I'm not succumbing to that. And that's what I do a lot of my coaching hours around is helping people understand those. that gremlin voice is not telling you the truth. So those were some of the things that really helped me Uh, more than anything, and and Toastmasters helped me also, because I could, you know, talk about that gremlin voice, and I could learn to have more confidence that I didn't have prior to joining Toastmasters, Uh, so those are some of the things that come to my mind. That's great, and I'm so excited
0: that you listed being grateful, number one. For me, I start off every one of my days with just going through a, a meditation of sorts yeah. and one of the things yeah. i do is is five things i'm grateful for that day yes. and it's and some of its yeah. nature some yeah. of its people some yeah. of its that my knees after all these years of running are still enjoying it yeah. <laughs> it could be yeah. anything but it really changes your mindset changes your attitude and no matter and it gets your day off to yeah. just a, it's hard to describe To to people until they start doing yeah. it and living it. Yeah. But, so I,
1: I love that yeah. you uh, said that. And one of the things that my wife and I do, Karen Karen says hello, by the way. Uh, hello, Karen. <laughs> one of the things that we do every morning is that's the first thing we do. What are you grateful for? So before I go to work or before she grows to work, what are you grateful for today? Because it does, it sets the tone, it yeah, really does. Absolutely. So
0: you know you have a lot to be grateful for. You talk about a lot of things that excite you. That's why I wanted to have you on here so out of, in your career, what part gives you the most joy? And we kind of know how you figured it out mm-hmm. through everything that you've been doing, but what part gives you the most joy?
1: It's, it's the coaching. It's coaching people to help them see what they can't see. You know, It's helping them get from where they are to where they want to be and be able to m- maneuver all those obstacles that they know are going to get in the way. So let's have a discussion about those. What other options do you have to get around those obstacles to get to where you want to go and to really help people think from a different perspective by asking them questions that they probably never asked themselves. And as a coach, I know that the answers are in there. It's in them. It's just up to me as a coach to ask those questions so they can answer those questions for themselves and see that they can do it because that voice gets in the way. That's the biggest thing that I've seen from people is the voice gets in the way. So I really want to help, you know, through my coaching, uh, help people understand that there is another way to look at it. Uh, one of my favorite quotes um, out of a field the fear and do it anyway, you know, the summation of that book, there was a quote that I like that really helps people reframe. And it's, um, there is no failure, only feedback. There are no mistakes, only lessons learned. So I ask people, I coach, okay, you know, when you start looking at things as lesson learned and feedback, how does that change for you? What's it make you think or feel by just looking at it that way?
0: It's a game changer.
1: It is. I,
0: I use what you refer to the gremlin as when I talk to people about it. Almost people psyching themselves out. Oh yeah, they come. Yeah, and oh, yeah. and that's what I just I just they're like, well, why don't you do that anymore? It which is interesting what I say because I care a lot, but I say I don't care. Uh huh. It's yeah. because I don't. I just yeah. I don't care. In that I don't care if it doesn't work exactly the way it's going to happen. I care about the way I want to help people and what I want to do. Yeah. But I I don't obviously I don't care.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. good, you, know, you just yeah. got to try it and do it. Yeah, exactly. So. And, and that's where that's where the learning is. Yeah. I mean, that's where the learning. Those stumbling blocks along the way. It's like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. Okay, because I right. learned from yes.
0: That's not good. Yeah. And it's never as bad as it seems. It's not.
1: It's not. And that's never really bad at all. No, it's not. <laughs> again, it's just helping you grow and learn, and it's a feedback and it's a lesson learned. Um, One of the things that I also like about what I do is, you know, having gone through the business psychology program, uh, understanding how the brain works and the neural science behind the brain and how it works. And that is just fascinating to me because we're still wired for the fight or flight. Mm -hmm. We're still wired that way. So that's exactly what's going on in people's heads is, you know, the limbic system is like, You know, I got to get the hell out of here because I can't do it, or I'm not going to do it because I'm scared or whatever. But when you really think about it from a coaching perspective, I try to get people to use the prefrontal cortex. It takes a lot more energy to use the prefrontal cortex, but that's where cognitive thinking comes in. So a lot of times we're so ruled by the limbic system, by that fight or flight, we don't even get to that higher level of thinking. And, And I love talking about that stuff with people, and they go, Oh, so that's what's going on in my brain. Yeah. You know, so so that's another part of the, the things I like, the coaching, the neuroscience, and then overall for me, it's, it's, it's about this personal development. It's about this personal development. That's the thing that I really enjoy the most in helping people get there based on what their strengths are. It's not about me. It's like it's their strengths, it's their preferences, and I really want to play to that because we're all different in that regard. Yes.
0: Great. Great stuff. I love it. Well, what about some final words of wisdom mm-hmm. for someone who's trying to live a life that is what I always say to people. It's on my website and what I tell people. You can live the life but you have to want it and you have to know that you deserve it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So what would you say to someone? Um, so say the question one more time, Mike. Any, any final words of wisdom for someone who's trying to live a life they want and deserve?
1: A couple things come to my mind. Um, one is this law of attraction. You know, what you get out in life, what you put out in life, you get back. And I'm a big believer in that law of attraction, positive psychology. So if you put out positive stuff, you're going to get back positive stuff. If you put out negative stuff, you're going to get negative stuff. So in my mind, that. Uh, Is one thing Um, The other thing is There's something about Your values living your values and it goes back to for me when you talk about passion One of the things that I think that has helped me So much over the years is I clearly have identified what my values are and I live my life around those values and there It's actually three values Um, It's passion have passion for everything that i do with my work uh my uh my extra extracurricular activities at special olympics or you know coaching or whatever i've got to have passion for that stuff the other one is to have a positive attitude for me uh that is one of my big values and i I think i've been a role model for other people in all the years that you know i've been working at franklin and um uh, leading people uh, I think that positive attitude is always on display. And, and I think the other one for me is building positive relationships. You know, so I'm very open to if someone brings negative attitude or a neg, just, just a negative component, I'm not going to have them as part of my life. You yeah. know, I love you, but yes, uh, I don't want that energy getting on me. Yes. So I choose not to associate with those kind of folks. So I want to surround myself with people like yourself that that I can build positive relationships. Yes. So I think it's really going deep to knowing what your values are. That's great. That's a big part of that.
0: Awesome. Big well, part of that. it's been a pleasure having you on here today. This has been great stuff.
1: So, Good. I'm truly, I'm, truly hope thankful. You found it, hope you found it useful.
0: And I'm sure everyone listening will as well. So you want to jump into the marketing fun with Mike lightning round questions? Yes, yes. All right. Now you can't have excited because that word's already staring yes. at you. Yes, okay. But yep. one word other than excited that you would want to have staring at you in the bathroom mirror when you wake up.
1: It has to be grateful, Mike. It ha- I mean, that's the way I start out every morning. I'm just so grateful for my life and the life that my wife and I have created with one another. Uh, hands down great being grateful
0: the two the two that i get the most when i ask that question is grateful and smile
1: oh okay yeah, good good
0: good so if you had to work remotely
1: for a year Mm -hmm. anywhere in the world where would you do it Mm, okay my favorite city right now is san diego by far uh san diego my wife and i have actually talked about what it would be like to live in san diego that would be it. There you that go. That would be That's it. Easy, especially right me. now. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> It would definitely be San Diego, yeah.
0: What does Tracy Austin want to be remembered for in one word?
1: Positive. Great. Positive. Um, I just had a, uh, I had lunch with one of my good friends uh, at Franklin not long ago and because I've moved out of that building that I used to be in and I'm in another building, and she was saying, she was relaying a story about um, how her boys were playing hockey, and um, one of her boys got hit in the chin, and it was a cheap shot or whatever, whatever in hockey, I'm not a hockey enthusiast by any means, but it was an illegal hit, sounded like, and, you know, so she was really upset, and she, you know, had some words to say with the referee and everything, and You know, she was telling me, it's like, Trace, as I was going through that, and even after that, she said, I needed some Tracy time, because you would be able to, to, because I would be able to put it in a positive somehow, and she wouldn't have reacted that way. It's like, I thought that was so nice of her. That that is. She really knows me for being positive, and and even though she went through a tough time. So, uh, by far, it's being positive role model. That's great. Yeah. So
0: who's uh, someone that everyone in this world could uh, benefit from getting to know a little bit better? Better be an author, uh, somebody that, you know, a mentor, somebody that people could pay a little bit more attention to in this world?
1: Um, You know, I I thought about that question, and and what comes to my mind is your own self. Your own self. Great answer. it's, It's know thyself. Know thyself is... I know for me that has been one of the biggest revelations for me is to know myself, and that's why I do all these assessments. And uh, I love, you know, when I'm coaching people, taking them through them assessments, so they can know themselves. And, and and I think that is, I think that's the number one key is okay. to know yourself.
0: I'm going to stop asking that question because that's the answer. That's the answer. <laughs> I think I'm done really with that question, is. everybody. I
1: really do. <laughs> It's understanding yourself and you know your your all your flaws and imperfections and but knowing your strengths and really playing to your strengths and knowing what your weaknesses are. But that's where you get people to help you with that stuff. Yes, uh, it's definitely know thyself. Awesome. Well, what goes on
0: a Tracy Austin style hot dog?
1: All right, I'm pretty simple, low low maintenance. It's just the hot dog, the chili sauce, and cheese. I love it, and on a toasted butt.
0: Toasted, okay. Toasted, so butt. a little hot, medium maintenance, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: right, right.
0: Yeah. Awesome, uh, Tracy. Thanks again for coming on to the show. My pleasure. How can people connect with you, see your work? I know you're yep. on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn would be the place to see, it. and then also on Facebook as Great. well. Uh, my wife and I haven't developed my website yet. You know, that's some of the details and the technical stuff that I. Don't like well, we'll, the do we'll add in. Way. We'll
0: add in the link to that when it's ready. Okay, yeah, that's right, right. Everybody can be ready. <laughs> awesome. Well, until the next edition of the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles, I want to thank you, the listener, that's you, for listening. And this is the Hot Dog Extraordinaire, Mike Rudd and Tracy Austin, signing off. Spread good vibes, demand the best from yourself. Carpe Dion. You were just listening to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Until next time, the hot dog extraordinaire has signed off. Thanks for tuning in.